Thanks for tuning in to Dove Vision Experience Podcast. Your boy, Frank Nene. I'm back for another episode. Man, coming to you for episode three of Snowfall. We already know that the first two episodes dropped, and now we're on to the third episode titled Lions, man. This episode is pretty much, I feel like it's more about Uncle Jerome and Aunt Louie, man. They're kind of like showing, though, the progression that they've made and also the things that they're trying to get done and how they're trying to handle their business outside of Franklin's, all his decisions that he makes for the whole family. They're trying to do things themselves. So we already know that Reed's back in the Reed, a.k.a. Teddy, or his name is Teddy, but he went by Reed. But now we know he's back in the picture and he's got rid of Grady. They were basically locked in with Grady doing business with them. He had already agreed on the price cut on the, on the dope form. They're trying to get it down. They promised, they promised Scully that they're going to be able to get it down, but they come back with Reed, say no, no price cut. So what are they going to do, man? They kind of they kind of go back to Scully and let them know, hey, look, we're not cutting, we can't cut the price. This is the price is what it is. And of course, Scully is not happy because they have promised him a price. They promised they're going to get 10 keys on, on, on uh, per key, and now they can't actually honor the deal. So Scully is kind of feeling some kind of way about it. But we always know that there's always somebody within your ranks always looking to take your position. Man, because Scully, as you know, he's always been on his spiritual thing. And we actually got a, a gruesome scene that where he's actually in there putting his boy to test, chopped his ear off, just just gruesome. Right there in front of Uncle Louie and Jerome, let him know that he that he always serious about his business. And he's, he, he doesn't play games. He's not playing around. You guys gave me a price. This is what it's going to be. So they're like, nah, we can't really do it. But yeah, we'll go ahead and do it at the price that we said it was going to do. So they're going to take a cut out of their own stash to make sure that they keep the deal going with Scully because they already know how Scully is. But you already know, like I said, man, there's always people inside your ranks looking to take your position because they don't. They always feel like they can do better. They always feel like they can make more money than you. They feel like they can run a crew better than you. They just feel like they can do things better than you. So they're always looking to take your place. So, you know, there is always a right-hand man thinking that they can be you or be better than you. And so now we got Scully's guy who's actually there, possibly ready for the set him up so he can take the fall for this. But, you know, he already know that, you know, it's not going to come easy. He can't do it himself. So he got to somehow figure out a way to get Scully out the picture without him actually being tied to the death so he can take over the, so he can take over the throne himself. But of course, he can't do it himself. So he's going to try to get Jerome and Louie to kind of do the dirty work for him so he can come back in and take over the throne. So he's going to basically set Scully up and let, the, let, let them take the fall for it, and then he can come back and be like, oh, man, you know, you know, Scully's gone. I can run the ship better. I take the 12 I take the twelve per key, and we'll keep the deal going like that because I like to make money. You like to make money. I like the situation where it is. But, of course, Lou and Jerome already got something set up in their minds. They know that, hey, look, you know, this guy here, we got a, we got a relationship with Scully. We know Scully crazy, but somehow we keep, we, he can keep his guys in line. We don't know much about this guy. We don't know what he can do how he can run his operation. We don't know what, what kind of things to ex to expect from him. So they got their wheels turning and their brains on how they're going to do things themselves too. So they make the deal. They say 50000 He said, I would have took 100 They say, yeah, we're going to do it for 100 And the plan is in motion to get Scully taken out. So we already know that they're ready to make things happen. They're trying to get the price. He want to get the price down. They can't cut the price. This new guy come in talking about, hey, if you take Scully out, then we're going to get the price at where you want it. So it's a cold game out here, man. It's all about, the, you know, who's going to be the man, who's going to take the shots. And we already know that Scully's, you know, he he don't play games, man. We know he he about, he'll string somebody up in a minute. We saw that in the, in the previous season when he strung somebody up at the baseball park. He'll kill anybody at any time because he's always spiritually driven. And so we know anytime he's on a, he's on a bender, we know what happened to you. So, we got to see how it plays out and see what Lou and Jerome kind of do to keep the guys in line to kind of because the price not changing. 
So we kind of migrate over and trying to see what Franklin's talking about because he's having to sit down with, you know, Teddy. We know we know Teddy kind of has something to do with his pops. We haven't seen yet. It's been talk about it because in the earlier part of the episode, it was, you know, Auntie Lua brought it up like, hey, you're going to work with somebody who did something to your father. He's like, man, I don't really know what happened to him, but, you know, we got to continue to work with him because we got to keep these bricks moving because, you know, we're working for the CIA and they can have us taken out at any time. He's like, I want to stay alive. I like being alive. So therefore, we're going to keep these bricks moving. So now he's trying to have a sit down with with, Tom, with Teddy and trying to figure out like, hey, look, can, first, can we get the price down? Teddy's like, no, we're not moving on the price. The reason why we're not moving on the price is it's not it's not the problem. The price is not the problem. It's your people that's the problem. You got your Jerome and Lewis trying to go out on their own and they're trying to get from you. They're trying to get it at a different price. Therefore, everything would be working smooth if everything was under one roof. And he already knows that's not really what he got him there for. He got him there because he want to talk to him about his pops. And so Franklin is like, look, man, you're going to make me ask. And here come Teddy. You know, he got he's a cold CIA agent. He know how to lie to you with a straight face. And he tell him, like, look, man, CIA, he, he had a lot of people out to him, man, after, you know, basically what he did last season. It could have been anybody, CIA, KGB, anybody. But we already know, like, Teddy, when he showed up in the last season, came with a pistol in hand. They haven't actually showed what happened, but all the signs are pointing to Teddy actually taking him out. And now with, Teddy, with him actually missing or not, you know, he doesn't have a body, so they already assume that Teddy had something to do with it. You know, even his part, even Teddy's partner already had something to assume that he did something with, with Alton. And so he's like, look, man, I haven't had anything to do with it. It could have been anybody. He's a, you know, CIA is a big place. You know, it could have been above my prey grade. Like, I don't know what happened to him. But, you know, what we got going on, this is us. Trying to kind of play, playing Franklin to the left, but at the same time, Franklin still kind of got a little iffy feeling about it because he had another drop set up. Well, he told him, hey, look, I'm not going to be at the drop this time. You know, Javi's going to be there. You guys just handle the drop as normal. And then at this particular drop, it was somewhere new, and it felt strange to Franklin when he got out there. He was like, hey, look, ask Javi, hey, you pick this location? Javi's like, nah. And so he goes over to talk to him, and he kind of starts talking about, you know, Grady and Grady being missing. You know, Grady had ties to, you know, not necessarily to the business, but also to the, to the actually personally. He wouldn't just up and left like that. And so he's trying to get, trying to get some information out of Harvey to try to see if Harvey know what happened to, you know, Grady. But then he takes a look around and kind of sees up in the, in the buildings, like a lot of empty buildings and a lot of empty windows and trying to figure out in this, like what this area he got him at. And he kind of says to himself, like something, cause somebody could be watching us. So he kind of switches up right there in the moment. Like, hey man, you know, you know, Grady was a clown. He was he was gonna mess it up anyway. It was just gonna be it's gonna be any time before he actually gets us thrown, get get us all caught up. And so he knows that something's going on, something's not right. So he plays it, he plays it off till till Javi like, hey, look, look, man, when's your birthday? I gotta get you a new jacket, man, because you're always wearing the same jacket. All while he's being listened to by Teddy because he's up in one of the windows listening to him. And he's looking at him. He's trying to see what's going on between the drop between Javi and Franklin. And Franklin kind of peeps that. He peeps the situation. He doesn't know that somebody's there watching him, but he has a feeling that somebody's there watching him. So therefore, he's actually on his P's and Q's doing a drop. So the next day, Franklin goes back. He goes back to the warehouse. He brings one of the hitters with him. 
he's going to search out the building. He's like, I got to go see what's going on in his mind. I got to figure out if somebody was there watching me from last night. And so all of a sudden he goes from room to room, floor by floor, kind of figured out he figured out any signs of, you know, anybody was there watching him. And he comes into this one room where there's a lot of dust on the floor. And he saw footprints and he continued to follow the footprints and he followed it to the window. And he looks out the window and he can see exactly where the location where the drop was where him and Javi were standing. And at that moment he knew Reed was actually watching him and listening to the conversation. He knew there was some fuck shit going on and he figured it out in that moment that Teddy was actually watching him. And so Franklin, like I said, he's always on his P's and Q's and trying to pay attention and always listening out and trying to figure out what's going on because he knows something ain't right for Teddy to just pop back up and ready to go missing, especially with a lot of real estate things that they had going in play, the dope money that they was moving. He had it had a lot of things going that was in, you know, Grady's you know, benefit to be around for him to just disappear with no phone call, no nothing, felt kind of strange. And then all of a sudden, Teddy pops back up. But he also tells Teddy, "Hey, look, never come to my house or to my place of business unannounced like that again, because I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want you around my business like that anymore." Trying to try to set some boundaries with Teddy because Teddy feels like he has a thumb back under him now. Like I put him back under my thumb. I'm gonna get the prices back to where we want what I wanted, and we're gonna get things back. So, like I said before, man, this episode has been. It seemed like it was a lot about. Jerome and Louis and how they're handling business and their or, and their organization and, and things and so we know we know that the hit has been already plotted and set up to basically for Jerome and Louis to take out Scully and so what he tells them is like hey look you need the guys get to meet him he's gonna be going to see a psychic tomorrow because it's his baby's birthday he's gonna be alone and that's where you're gonna get an opportunity to go and catch him by itself but before all that happens you know Louis and Jerome goes to the two women that Franklin has on the payroll, the two hitters that they, they, they basically employed in the last season. Jerome's not happy about it because he, he basically, they shot you know, uh, Louis in the last season, and now he's working with them. He doesn't like it, but she's using it to her benefit. She has to figure out you know, what's going on with Scully's right-hand man. Is he for the taking? What is he about? And so they, they go and enlist him. They go figure out what they can do to try to get get some information on him. So they send her send the two girls to the club, goes in the club, figure out he's working with, he's likes this one lady. He's throwing a lot of money. She reports back, lets them know that, hey, look, this is what he's about. He's in there throwing money, and that's what he's all about. So it kind of gives them the idea of what they want to do. So they go to the place where he's going to be for the psychic reading. She goes, she knock on, they talk about it, then they go and knock on the door. She comes to the door, you know, she got all her 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 psychic gear on, she got her face all painted, and then they go in and like, hey, look, we waiting on somebody. We need to take care of some business. And so we kind of figure out what's going on. We know that they're gonna kind of hit Scully when he comes in. We already know the deal, they got the drop on him. He doesn't know what's going on. He comes into the door, he feels something kind of strange, and she lets him know, like, hey, come on in. She comes in. Jerome and Louis come out the come out the back room with the pistols in his face, and he's like, "Man, I knew you guys was some possum. I knew it was something up." And so we already know that the, the hit is about to go down. So they go to commercial break. So damn, we like, damn, man, we wanted to see that happen. So we come back to the next scene. We see now they at the they back at the club, and Scully's right hand man, he's he's there. You know, he's like, "Look, man, you you guys did you guys did what you had to do." He's like, "Yeah, it's taken care of." So he's like, "Look, man, I got the money, but before I give you guys the money." I need to know. I didn't have some some information that is or something. To let me know that's really done and it's taken care of properly. They're like, yeah, we got something. So she pulls out a chain and she throws it on the floor. So it must have been one of ch one of the chains that Scully has or something very memorable to him, you know. And so he gets the chain, he picks it up off the floor. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about, you know. He gets the okay and a nod, like, hey, look, you know, I I basically 
it'll take me a few weeks to get the things in, in, in play for you guys, but you know, you can count on me. And at that moment, Scully pops out of the room in the office with them. So they done played the right hand man. They played Scully right hand man, Jerome and, and Lewis and set them up. You know, let's to get, let, get to get back on the end with Scully. Let Scully know, like, look, man, we got your back. He pops open the door. He's like, I knew, I knew something was, knew something went right about you. Grabs him, chokes him out, snaps his neck on on sight. Told him the other two guys, grab them, take them back to the white room. We'll be there. I'll be there to take care of them at the white room. And then at that moment, you know that their relationship between Scully, Lewis, and Jerome has become a lot tighter now. He lets them know they're gonna be able to do it at their price. And then he gives them a, he gives them a next pound and kind of gives them a, 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 a indication that, hey, look, man, you did this for my daughter. We're in this, man. So he lets them know that at that moment, they're all, you know, they're all on one accord. It's not about just, you know, the cold game of just the dope game. You know, we, we got here for you, Scully. Like, we talked about this at the, at the hospital. We're all in with you, man. And so Scully kind of really took that to heart that he let them know that, hey, look, man, somebody's had to set me up and get me killed, but instead you guys came to me and you guys let me root out some, some evilness that was next to me. And so on his way out, she asked him, hey, what about the money? He's like, man, y'all can have that money. I don't want that juju on me. So now they have everything in place. They didn't have to fire no bullets. Nothing was, nobody was, you know, was shot at on both sides. It was just one person taking out another and everything is back to square. They can get the price back to where they want it, back, back to the, you know, 12 or 14 keys or whatever they was, whatever they was previously paying for. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Everything's good. So now they go and they get ready to meet Franklin and they talking to Franklin like, look, man, what's going on, man? What Teddy talking about? Like, man, hey, look, Teddy said it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, ain't, ain't no price going to be changing. And he was like, man, we thought we was going to be able to get the price changed. She's still trying to get the price lower, so therefore she can make more, even though she's not even going to cut the price. She's not even cutting the price for, uh, for Scully anymore. The price is going to stay where they are, but if she can get the price down from, from Franklin, then therefore she can make more money on top. And so he's like, man, he's talking to her like, hey, look, man, look, he's not going to change the price. The price is what it is. And this is basically what it's going to be. You know, what do you want to do? And he's like, you know, what did Teddy say? She was like, well, man, let me talk to Teddy. You won't let me talk to him. I want to talk to him. We was talking to him before you, while you was laid up. We was handling business with him. We can talk to him, get things straight now. And, she, he, and, and he knows what's best for He knows what's best for him. Because if he starts letting her talk to Teddy, then things were going to change in her favor and not in his favor. So therefore, he keep the connect close to him because he who has the connect has the power. Because if he doesn't have the connect and she somehow gets to connect, Franklin gets cut out, he has no more power. So he who has to, who, he who has to connect has all the power. Hold up, hold up, hold up, man. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. This, this week's sponsor is going to be Printify. Printify is a fast-growing, transparent, print-on-demand network, instantly connecting merchants to major print providers, allowing them to sell custom print products that are printed, shipped directly to the customer. Use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day free premium access. Again, use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day premium access. When you're ready to get started, make sure you click the link in my show notes, and that's going to take you directly to the page. This is your boy, Frank Nitton. Back to the show. So Franklin's trying to figure out what is it that she wants? What is it that you want, Queen Louie? And of course, Jerome's like, lady nephew, you know, trying to get him to back off. He's like, nah, man, like, we got to figure out what she wants. She doesn't want to be under his thumb. She doesn't want to be under his leadership. She doesn't want to be under his guidance because his decisions has caused harm on her and Jerome at some point in time or another. 
she doesn't want to have to deal with all the things that he's all his decision making she wants to be able to make her own decisions freely but she doesn't understand that she's also has a he's, she has a safety net because franklin is giving her the dope she hasn't had to go out there and make no connect herself she's getting it from him at a good price whereas if she had to go deal with the colombians she got to make her own connect with the colombians she got to go go through all the hoops with the colombians and once she get to dealing with those colombians those guys don't play they cut off heads uh, arms shoot them up kill them they do whatever they have to do but she's now she's getting it from a from a cousin which is well her nephew which is franklin and he's getting it from the cia so she has a safety net she's getting the price she's getting the, getting the dope in no problems everything has been taken care of she really had to worry about anything when you start dealing with these colombians things go the, the the risk factor goes way up it goes way out the roof so he's asking her what do you want she's like i just don't want to be on your thumb and he's like hey look you got to wake up we're all under somebody we have we all had to answer to somebody I have to answer this man who possibly disappeared my father. So we all have to answer somebody. And he let her know, hey, look, I want to be long enough to enjoy this money. We building, we putting all this effort in and building this entire empire. I want to be able to, you know, enjoy this money because the CIA has a possibility to disappear all of us. And he's willing to do whatever it takes to keep things going and keep this money rolling and keep these bricks moving. Because if you don't move the bricks, they're going to find somebody else to do it. And that's what he's letting her know. But she's so concerned about running things herself because she also has this police officer breathing down her neck. You know, he's coming in, he's making homes. He he basically coming in her her, her her office with a pot and he's cooking in her office. Like, he's like, look, I need you to give me up something. Like, I need some meat. You know, I'm out here doing all this protection, keeping you safe, watching out for you, giving you drops and all this and all that, but you're not giving me nothing back. So we know in the next couple of episodes, at some point, she's going to have to snitch on somebody to get them rolled up on it so that he can kind of get the people off his back because he's in a position where, like, look, man, you in the drug task force part of the, part of the business. We need to begin some buzz. We need to begin some drugs off the street. We got to begin some show and tell, some pictures, some cameras or something so we can figure out, you know, let them know that, hey, look, we're doing a job out here. And she just hasn't brought it to herself yet to be able to do it yet. But he's kind of putting pressure on her. But he also, he wants to smash. We can see every little, every little moment he kind of gives her the eye, the hand touch, whatever, whenever time he can get close to her. But he know that Jerome is her husband and he ain't playing around. And he know Jerome about that, about that biz and Jerome and get out of him. Because he already know Jerome came in and say, what's up? What's up, Mr. Saint? Jerome Saint? Nigga, whatever. I mean, it's in your world, nigga. It's whatever you want. And he let him know, like, hey, look, it's whatever. So we already know how it's going to continue to play out. You know, these first couple of episodes, been, I feel like they've been some setup episodes to trying to get us prepared. They're showing us kind of like breaking it down every every kind of like everybody's scenario. We got Uncle Jerome, Aunt Louie. We saw Teddy coming back. We got we got um, Franklin's. And then Franklin also, I think, I know, man, I've been saying it. I think Peaches on that powder. I think Peaches been snowing because we got another scene with him wiping his nose again. And I think Franklin, no, he just hasn't, you know, hasn't said it yet, but I think he knows. So I think every the first three episodes has been breaking down the dynamics between everybody. And I think, you know, at some point the mom's going to come back. We're going to know what's happened to Alton. She's going to give the story about Alton. So we're going to continue to get this thing unfolded. And the writers have been doing good. They've been It's, it's been at a, a steady, slow pace. And that's how this show is. It's not necessarily always shoot them up, bang, bang in this, in this show. It's always like a good writing, good character development. Uh, we still haven't heard much, know much about this girlfriend yet, and I don't understand why he keeps telling her all his business about the the actual business, like the business side. I thought he learned his lesson from the last season when he opened up to some woman, you know, and then all of a sudden she back she backstabbed him. 
So I don't know about this. So we need to know more about her situation, where she come from, her dynamic, how she got involved with this, and why he feels so lovingly and trusting her to tell all the business as what's been going on. So with that, I want to go ahead and wrap the podcast up. Man, I appreciate you guys taking a listen to this. I'm going to continue to do these breakdowns for you week to week. Man, I hope you guys are watching it. Don't forget, if you want to talk about this offline, please join the, the Discord. You can hit my link in the bio, and then there's definitely going to be a Discord link there for you, man. Join. Let's talk about it. Let's chat. Man, I'm watching other shows as well, so if you're watching a hot show and I think I should be watching it, please let me know because I'm willing to talk, I'm willing to talk about it at any point, man. So this your boy Frank Nitty from the Delta. Until the next time, I'm out. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full link video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash Dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind the scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this is your boy Frank Nitty and I'm out.